ads to appear after a risky late night text. Forget about what you're going to wear to Target in case you run into your ex-boyfriend's new wife. This season is about to be such a vibe that it's also a complete mood. So ladies, plug in your salt lamps, tell your mom you'll call her back later, and then get in formation. And if you're ready to live your truth, they only have three words for you. Let's go, girls. Listening to a Her Mind Matters Media podcast. This is House of Libra, and I'm Molly Meek, the Libra. Every week, you get to tune in to me balancing out everything from business, relationships, money, and all things that encompass a balanced lifestyle. Don't forget to check the show notes for today's host contact info, and be sure to submit any questions or advice you would like me to answer anonymously on air on next week's episode. Now, for today's episode of House of Libra. What the fuck is up? <laughs> Libra gang, it has been entirely too long, and I'm back, and... This episode is just going to be unfiltered, no presets, like just raw, unplugged, maybe a little unhinged, Um, but it's so fun to be here because I have my bestie Kayla with me. Hi, Kayla. Hi, friends. (laughs) She has been on this um, pod multiple times, so much so that we created our own pod um, called Venus Rich, so hopefully you hang out with us there. If not, go binge that next Um, But I brought her in on this project today because I felt like it has been a really long time since I have done one, an episode for House of Libra, but also really just like shown up fully authentic on this platform, maybe any platform. Um, Last year was just a little brutal and we'll get there. Um, But I wanted to bring her in and just kind of have it be a reverse role where she interviews me on my own podcast um, because Kayla always brings out the depths of my soul in like the best possible way. And I was like, Kayla, Kayla will get to the bottom of it all. And you guys will be able to understand maybe a little more where I'm at, what I've been doing and kind of what direction I'm heading. That part, I think we're going to figure out together because I'm still very unclear, but I'm so excited to have you, Kayla. What are you drinking? I'm drinking coffee from home, which is like, oh my gosh, proud of myself. (laughs) And I feel like I'm just trying to get like less sugar. And when I buy coffee at Starbucks, I feel like I'm required to finish it because I don't want to like spend the money for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But at home I can be like, oh, I don't need that whole second cup. So that's, that was literally me yesterday. I made coffee at home. I was like, I woke up in a mood yesterday and we'll get there. But I woke up and I was just like ready to change my whole entire life. And I was like, I know from experience that, you know, nothing changes if nothing changes. And one way to shift things that we, you know, have the control of shifting are just like really small things in our daily routine that we maybe have habitually done forever. And I know one thing is true for you and I is our Starbucks runs. So that was was so funny that, you know, you've been doing it from home. And I was like, I'm just going to like do this one copy from home. And here I am, got my fucking Vente back in hand today. But it was really nice yesterday because I did, I drank like half of it down and I was like, I don't want the rest of that. So I dumped it and it does feel different. Now I'm like carrying this around like a fucking emotional support 
cup and I'm like, I'm going to finish this, you know, yeah, even if it's 2 PM, I'm going to finish it. I'm, so I'm going to finish that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, Although uh, I will say I did get a grande in a venti cup, ooh, but I'm like, we're making progress. Like we're, we're making, you know, different choices, which is the whole purpose of shifting into change. But yeah, I actually, so you mentioned the pistachio a while back when we were talking a few weeks ago and I got the pistachio like cream cold brew with a little bit of white chocolate. I just can't give up my white mocha. I can't. No, no, that probably is good in there. It was really good. Yeah. I guess I'm just like, um, I don't need to stress out my adrenal system anymore because what if it fails me? So I'm trying to take <laughs> care of myself and drink less coffee. Mm-hmm. And, you know, TikTok always gets me with like, are you feeling tired all day and then awake late at night? That's probably <laughs> your cortisol level. And I'm like, oh man. I'm like, damn it, it me. <laughs> FYP is really for you today. So oh, yeah, a little too <laughs> accurate some days. I'm like, shit, okay. Really, really That's coming for that. the jugular. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, I'm letting you take the reins. Here we go. Here I'm going to start easy. If you okay. okay. missed it, you already know this one, but Molly, tell us your um, top song or songs on Spotify. Yeah. 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 So my <laughs> top song of the year was, it was by Queen Herbie. It's her like manifestation, good morning song. And I, I know it was because it was just the first song on a playlist that I played every single morning. Um, and then Pretty Girl Magic, like all of those, like I think Tyler's like energy was on there. Like all of those, like really good. Flawless. Yeah, flawless. Yeah. Put you in a good mindset. I love to start most of my mornings like with that playlist. And I do that every year. I'll like set a new playlist. I need to do it for this year. I haven't really done like, a 2023 vibe yet, which you and I have kind of talked about. It hasn't felt very new year until like this week. And it's like, I feel the energy kind of reviving. And now I'm feeling more momentum to do the thing. Um, It was funny. So my boyfriend and I, Ian and I were at a wedding over the weekend and we got on the bus post reception to head back to the hotel for the after party. And I'm on this bus with this bridal party because, you know, you're like the significant other of someone who's in the bridal party. You kind of just like go with them and do all the things. So we're on this bus and it's, it's not even like a party bus. It's just like a shuttle bus, right? Well, all the girls are drunk and they're like hilarious. And the bridesmaids are like, hey, bus driver, give us the ox. So they do. And then they're all talking about about their like, you know, 2022 rap songs. Like what was your number one song? So I was like, this is funny. Cause I know we're going to talk about this. <laughs> one of the girls was like, play salt shaker. That was my number one. And everyone looked at her was like, yin yang twins. Like we're in 2023 and you're still repping the yin yang twins. She was like, yeah, salt shaker was my number one song. I love waking up to that. And we were all like, what the fuck kind of you're a savage bro <laughs> it was like so I think cool. we're like cool listening to our like goddess like music <laughs> yeah. and she's like yeah and I'm, I'm like whoa <laughs> it definitely so like good. make me not be able to go back to sleep so yeah yeah I was like that's like some cash up brush your teeth like it was it was insane yeah you can set 
FYI, anybody, um, your shortcuts on your iPhone to automatically play a song after your alarm goes off. Oh, yeah. So I had one set for when I snoozed my alarm and it was Level Up by Ciara. <laughs> I love that. I'm about to do that with our boss ass bitch song. Like, get the yeah. fuck up. <laughs> like, get up. Stop sleeping. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're still, we're still starting easy. Um, okay. Number two, happiest or most fulfilling moment of 2022? Ooh, um, ooh, happiest or most fulfilling moment. The ones that are like rushing to my mind happened like as the new year clock struck and like now we're in a new, new era, but it's okay if the beginning of the year was- I'm like oh what can I even scrounge for something happy last year um well I mean I got to see you last year so like that was dope um <laughs> <laughs> I think that if I had to like pick like a singular moment probably like one of my vacations with Ian like when we went to Montana like that was just like oh such like an outer body experience almost like it was it's so nice to just have like uninterrupted time together and that was just like such a cool experience to like drive across the country with like the love of your life and stop at all these cool things almost die from hiking like at least I'm with my doctor like you know what I mean like it was just like a really 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 good experience overall minus the hiking and elevation um honestly so probably like our Montana trip yeah Okay. Okay. That was a good one. You yeah. guys have like a lot of cool moments where like, yeah. you was like manifesting stuff. Yes. We like played a manifesting game. And what's funny. Yeah. So on that trip, it was like, I asked him, what is something that you will like never think you would see? And he was like, Oh no, like a white Buffalo bison. And I was like, okay, bet. And we ended up manifesting a whole ass resort that was called the white Buffalo. And now that's just kind of like our thing. Anytime we see a Buffalo bison, whatever, we're always like, oh my god and we did over the weekend we saw something that it was literally like the buffalo something and he was like what does that mean and I was like what do you think it means like what the fuck and then it was just the other day we saw literally something that was like the white buffalo and he was like molly and I was like see look at you That's your sign. I love when like things become a sign that you like forever look for. yeah no we'll for we're like always gonna cling to that now yeah Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I mean that hot trip basically leads us into does. It's kind of like downhill from there. Okay. Um, <laughs> hardest time when you felt like giving up. Ooh. Ooh. Um, <laughs> I already told Kayla, I said, listen, nothing's off limits. We're calling this Molly Unfiltered, and I'm already prepared to cry. Um the hardest moment for me was putting myself in an energetic field that allowed a group of women that I considered really close friends to all turn their backs on me, stab me in the back multiple times, try to blow up my business, my reputation, invade my privacy by hacking into an iPad of mine, stealing like you know, like tangible things that were my private conversations. I'm talking nudes, like everything. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and then foreseeably try to use it for an entire summer bashing my name over the internet. (laughs) Uh, yeah, that was like 
from you know what May last year on, um, and that that really just fizzled out, guys. I'm talking like end of December. <laughs> Summer, you mean year? Like for the, like the whole year long. Um, and the reason I started that sentence off was, you know, I put myself in that energetic field. I attracted that situation. Um, there are things that I have been repeating pattern-wise when it comes to friendships and business that I take full responsibility for. Um, and I definitely, what you allow will continue, right? So there were multiple red flags that I just brushed under every rug that, you know, I put myself on because I was really scared to rock the boat. I was nervous to do things alone in life and in business. Um, so yeah, I take a lot of responsibility for what happened, but I also believe that a lot of things that happened to me should not happen to any human. <laughs> so what, uh, boundaries did you learn from that? Mm. Well, so talking about the patterns that I've really sat with and really examined, I have now looking back, have had two falling outs with like brick and mortar salons that I've opened. And I've essentially either walked away from them or chosen to like downsize and pivot from where, you know, that energetic situation happened. And for me, it's first and foremost, not mixing business and pleasure. Uh, I think a lot of people find themselves in partnerships that were either friendships prior or, you know, maybe were partnerships and then you become friends. But I am such a big hearted person. I just want to give everything that I have to everyone and share everything that I know. And I'm, I just give, give, give. And that is not usually reciprocated. So I end up just pouring from, you know, multiple jugs, not even cups. And I deplete myself of my, my own like life existence. Like the amount of times that I was almost evicted last year, because I was trying to ensure that these women had a place to stay and work, um, was exhausting. <laughs> um, so first and foremost, just really separating what my role is as a salon owner or mentor, um, moving forward, it allowed me to revamp all of my contracts um, and really just take a clear look at what, you know, gaps were there and where the holes were so that I can just do better moving forward. Um, you go into business and you think, you know, well, especially in the beauty industry, you get into a, a very creative field and you're like, oh, this is fun. I'm painting hair and I dress cute and I look pretty and I make people feel pretty. And then you go to the business side and you have to like, wear all of these hats that are thrown at you. And I didn't know how to do any of that when I started. I didn't know how to run books. I didn't know how to market or what inventory was like or how to manage a team. So doing it solo and doing it blindly <laughs> obviously is going to lead you into, you know, an entire line of mistakes and discoveries and, you know, if you will, failures. But that's how every successful business owner, CEO, entrepreneur, you know, figures it out. You know, you got to fuck it up to figure it out. And I think that all of last year really set my business on a sturdy fucking foundation. So the way that I moved forward with interviewing people was so different. Um, the protocol that I have now is so different in the way in just the access that they have to me is very limited. 
Um, you know, I don't go out to bars with them <laughs> anymore on a regular basis. Um, I remove myself from situations that are going to put me in a low energetic vibe around them. Um, so that, you know, not to sound like a straight up asshole, but I don't want them to feel like an equal to me because I'm not. And I think that that was where things got really, really messy with me in the past. Um, in a lot of my experiences in business, not just with the salons, but I think that when you give yourself that title of CEO, and then you want to go hang out, you know, quote unquote, with your like entry-level employees or whatever that, you know, looks like for your business and your structure. I think that that can just get really, really messy. They had so much access to me and like, they knew so much about my life and it was just all used to their advantage against me, you know, when push came to shove. So I think I just separated myself from the pack, really set seriously clear boundaries with my, my systems and structures and contracts. Um, and then it also just really gave me time to reflect on like, what the fuck do I even want? Like, do I even want to be behind the chair working alongside them? I don't think so. You know what I mean? So it really put me in a new, I guess, path with like, what, what is my role in the business? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think like, they kind of like, saw all of it because you opened up to them and then they acted like you were wrong for not like sharing all of the dirty like moment by moment stuff on like your social media which like yeah. nobody is required to do and um it made me like as you're talking it made me think of this example a teacher recently shared on a call that I was on like as a student and um she was saying like like you're not supposed to teach when you're like almost drowning out in the waves of the ocean like you're supposed to like bring yourself back like catch your breath again like not like you know get to the place where you have perspective not like where the waves are still crashing over you and then you teach from that place and be like this is what I just went through and this is what I learned from it like this is how you don't drown right and um I feel like that's how you're meant to show up on social media like yes you could say like I'm going through some stuff or I'm crying today or whatever like you could be as like authentic as you want but I feel like you are like expected to like share things that like you are sharing with them because they were your friends and um I think like that was just not fair um and like I think yeah just the one thing that I learned from watching (laughs) like you know like not everyone's your friend no no some people are your acquaintance or your coworker or your um business partner or this or that and it's that like there's different levels of like openness that we can be and still know that we're being authentic so I think I think that that was a big part of it for me you know when I started to like pick up the pieces and kind of like pull myself back to shore I really started to be intentional with the words that I was choosing. Like you're saying, when I was speaking about people in my life, I was like really questioning, like, you know, we always just say, oh, my friend, so-and-so, 
like, are they your friend? Like, really? Or like, did you meet them through an acquaintance and now you just know who they are on Instagram? Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, and when you start to change that vocabulary about people in your life, the energy and the way you feel inside with your nervous system about them changes. Um, when I say oh, yeah, my, my acquaintance, it like pulls back a little bit and it doesn't allow me to like give them so much access. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like my connections on people. Um, I really feel like that was something I noticed in you, like, and you would like, come like, tell me, like, I didn't tell everybody my business today. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, um, that's kind of like leaky energy that we don't realize we have until we kind of like tighten it up. And I know for me, that's something I still am working on. Like I get uncomfortable and I just start like, and then I go home and I'm like why the fuck did I say that like I could have just kept all that inside you know bring it back in Mm -hmm. so um I think that was huge so proud of you for that um (laughs) and yeah I think we're gonna do another one that might be kind of hard um your your mom win and your mom fail of last year <laughs> so good um we'll start with a, a mom fail um so it was like around my it was it was literally my birthday and I was laying on the couch getting ready like to get ready for dinner with Ian and I get this email from Hattie's teacher and it's like a fucking novel, bro. And I'm like, oh my God, what is wrong with my child? <laughs> and my birthday fell on a Friday that year. So she had school that day. And I was like, oh gosh, you know, I start reading it. And the more I read it, like my eyes ducks are like sobbing with water. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And Ian's like laying there and he like looks over and he's like, what, what the fuck happened? Like, you're just like looking at your phone now, you're sobbing. And I like read through this whole entire email. And her teacher is basically telling me that Patty feels like she doesn't get enough time with me and she feels like that I love Ian more than her and like all of these like big oh fuck mom moments right and I'm like hold up what the hell so and Hattie had you know mentioned things to me before but not to that extent and I just felt like the biggest piece of shit you know what I mean like especially as a mom post-divorce who was very cautious about bringing men around her daughter. Um, You know, I didn't even introduce Ian to her until we were together for almost nine months. And I even then kept them, you know, at a distance for quite some time. And, you know, at that point, they had had multiple, you know, interactions with each other. And it was just like such a blow. And I was like, holy shit. And it was her dad's weekend. So I like wasn't even like gonna really get to see her. And it was just like such like a like shadow, you know what I mean? Like heavy weight on your chest feeling. And I was just like, holy fuck. Um, after talking to my daughter um, and getting to the bottom of life, uh, she, you know, then came forward and was like, mom, like for me, quality time is just like when we like hang out. I was like, oh, so like, what do you like just at home? She's like, yeah, like we're just like hanging out in bed watching TV. I was like, okay, but like not when we go to Target, not when we do all these fun things, not when I do your hair. She's like, no, that's not quality time. And I'm like, what the fuck? All right, 
So it's just interesting how like kids, like what their understanding of certain things are, right? And then of course I was like, well, what about Ian? Do you feel like I, I love, like what makes you feel that way? And she was like, well, no, I don't feel that way. I just like think that, you know, sometimes when you guys are here, you know, you're like talking to him and not paying as much attention to me or whatever, vice versa. And I was like, okay, you know what I mean? So it's, it wasn't as big as like Hattie had described to her teacher. And I think that what was cool about that was also where it loops in my mom win because it prompted us to have so many deep conversations about life, about me and her dad breaking up, about why I chose Ian and how he is so important to me and how I act as a person and like the love that I'm getting to eventually model for her. You know what I mean? Like all these really cool conversations and anyone in my actual life knows how wise Hattie is and just like the way that she is with her words and Um, I feel like after that whole experience around my birthday, her and I got so much closer and she really understood like one, oh, Ian's probably not going anywhere, (laughs) but also two, like how important it is for her to see us together as a union. Her dad and I got divorced when she was two. Like she literally calls our house her dad's house because she doesn't even remember me like living there with them. And so she doesn't really have memories of her parents being in a partnership. And she like finally understands like, oh, okay. Like this is important. This is a family dynamic. And like, this is what I want. You know what I mean? So it, it led from a fail to a win and it's just like life, right? Motherhood. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like you finally could catch your breath and then you're like, damn. Literally, I was like, this year is going to take me the fuck out. I'm like, whoo, if it ain't one tsunami, it's another. And like, I think another thing, you know, as I'm a single mom as well, like, it's a different dynamic when it's just you and your kid versus when there's like other adults there, like, or just other people, like it's just you two who live there. So like, you know, it's gonna feel different for her when you have like, it's like you having a friend over, like, like when me and you were there and I stayed there for 10 days, like, we had times where me and you were just chatting away and she had to kind of do her own thing that like doesn't normally happen no yeah um kids are so good at picking up on energy period like you know what I mean it's like like you said it is it's such a different dynamic and it just feels different to them and at, at that point you know what I mean they're younger and they're not as expressive or really in tune or have perspective. So they don't really know how to express exactly what they're feeling. So I, I 100% see where she was like, oh, she, she loves Ian more than me. You know what I mean? Like I-, I so When he's around, he gets her attention in the yeah. way that like I usually do or exactly. I want. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like kind of like cast to the side, but yeah. it's like, well, Ian's around me and you together. Like, yeah four times a year or whatever you know like distance and Mm -hmm. like so it's like you don't get to see him like you get to see her every day so of course when he's over you guys are going to be like spending time together she doesn't see any other adults really doing when she's there so it's like yep um, like 
I know we have a word for it, but it's kind of like a growth spurt or like a sure. It's like those growing pains. You know? Yeah, growing pains. That's mm-hmm. Um, and I think like you also have to like give yourself credit for her being who she is and like so wise and like expressive and I think it's because we as moms do things very differently that I get compliments on all the time that like I just think it's like a normal thing thing. I know you treat her like she understands and you talk to her like she has an opinion and like a real person not just like oh go play with toys while I do this like yeah yeah, there's some of that but you also like include her and get her opinion and it's like where do you want to go for dinner what do you want for dinner and I think it um kind of brings them into this like maturity no I totally agree with that 100 percent yeah another mom win for you <laughs> <laughs> okay what was your most romantic day hmm. um probably in the fall Ian and I rented a cabin and it was like the week of Thanksgiving he or before whatever he was off so we had like a whole staycation where we just like hung out in Columbus um and we got a cabin down in Hawking Hills uh it was it was literally so nice we like packed up the car we like stopped and got groceries he, he and I have this like one recipe that we love. Um, it was like a homemade bolognese sauce. It takes like hours to make. And he was like, I'm going to make this. We'll have like this full spread and we'll just like hang out. And we got there, there was no Wi-Fi, which was incredible. And they had like dish and DVDs. And we just watched like all these old school movies. He literally cooked in the kitchen all day. We had a hot tub and it was just like so incredible. Like to just be so detached from the entire world, especially after the year that him and I both had, it was so nice to just like go hibernate. You know what I mean? And like actually spend time together where we weren't just like fucking around on our phones or like sitting at a bar. We could actually just like have genuine quality time to like sit and talk and just like be, you know? Yeah. And when you say the year that you guys both had, I just want to like highlight that it wasn't like you guys were going through relationship problems, but no. <laughs> like talked about this a few different times about how like you guys were going through things, but you had each other and your relationship as like a stable thing and a stable yeah. place. So it's like, <clears throat> I think that that was really beautiful where like, you know, going through the stuff that you're going through or like stresses, Mm -hmm. sometimes that creates relationship problems. And I know for both of us um, in the past, like that probably would have led to like fights with our significant other or them blaming us or just not being supportive where like you guys never had any of that. No, that's like last year was the year that I was just like, you know, you get into a relationship with someone and especially when it's like the first healthy one, right? Post all toxic. And it's really uncomfortable because you're used to the chaos. You're, you're used to all of that, like just drama. And you get into one where there's like a lot calmer waters, communications more clear. And you're like, this feels weird. Um, and you're, you find yourself still like, does he really like me? Does he really want to stay with me? You know what I mean? Like, all of these like past traumas and triggers like do come up and surface. Um, but last year was like the year for us both that I think we realized like, okay, this person isn't going anywhere. Like 
and they are the one thing that isn't wavering and I can always count on them and them me and it was it was like he would go through something and I would be there and then my shit would hit the fan and I would be going through something and he would be there and it was like you know they always say like oh relationships are like 50 50 I really don't know that that is always the case like for me, it's like, I'll be there for him full force. And then he'll turn around and be there for me full force when like, I can't give my 50%. You know what I mean? So yeah, I appreciate you saying that because last year was really, I think important for us and, you know, just our foundation and what we were building. Um, because whoo, girl, we know that I would not have seen half that shit through the way that I saw it through. Um, if it was not, one for like my Lincoln lawyer, um, but two, just like having such a solid masculine man to like lean on and yeah. to know that like what I was going through wasn't affecting us because yeah, like you said, like a lot of times in my past relationships, you know, you take shit out on people you're close to when you're not like fully in your, you know, your presence. Um, and I, I don't feel like him and I, did that at all I feel like we just showed up for each other and allowed each other to just be whatever the fuck we were at the moment yeah and like I know for me most of the time the relationship was the drama yeah oh yeah in the past like <laughs> it was just like well we even have said that like before I really you know have gotten serious with Ian we would always be like what's the tea what's the drama we would always talk about boys and now I mean you and I's conversations have even shifted drastically in the last year where like you know maybe we'll talk about Ian but like we're talking about business and then we get to the like your dating life and my dating life you know what I mean like it's just it things are different <laughs> we don't like swirl around in it yeah. we're like yeah this went down and then this is how I moved through it like um yeah. which I think is a big shift yeah for sure um, let's see what was the biggest risk you took hmm. dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um so the biggest risk that I took was choosing to downsize my salon um and go from my big beautiful brick and mortar on the corner of high street um and move like three blocks guys um <laughs> back into a suite slash like loft um and I like I, I downsized not only the space but my team I only have three girls now I have three chairs I don't offer any other services outside of hair um I did away with my my whole entire aesthetic side um no one at our salon offers lashes or waxing or anything skin we're strictly just hair focused now um, and that, that decision almost murdered me. <laughs> it almost took me out. And I think, yeah. I think I almost let it take me out more is what I should say. Um, because, you know, we always have the choice and it, it was not only eating me alive, it was draining my bank account. Um, it you was did not want to, no, no, I was <laughs> resisting it so bad. Like I fought for so long to run that fucking flagship by myself. Um, and for those of you that don't really understand the magnitude of it. So the space that I was renting was with all encompassing, like all the things was just like a little over $5,000 a month. That, that's a big, 
big fucking hefty bill for one woman to carry. That's your rent. That doesn't the include touch, all yeah, that I'm like, bills, You know like, what I mean? Yeah. So maintenance, Wi-Fi, power, like yeah. all of those things that aren't included or that are like included yeah. in your rent, mm-hmm. you rent a lot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like a that's a big number. Yeah. Um and then you know I uh, because of everything that happened was very, very picky and selective on the stylist that I was deciding to work with moving forward. Um, and, you know, my life is moving in a different direction this year, which we'll get to. And I knew it was potentially going to come, you know, to a different direction. So I was like, you know, how long can I fucking keep up the charade basically? And how long is putting me and my daughter's like survival at risk worth this? Um, and it just, it, it came down to that. Like I, for gosh, I've been in the industry for like 14 years now have put the beauty industry before myself for over a decade. And this summer, really one of my good friends, Sonia, she had just sold her salon like prior in the year. Um, and she, and I really hit it off. We went to hair school together and kind of have like lived the same double life. It was weird. Um, and have really reconnected last year. And she was like, mall, like you have to choose you. Like you are choosing people who don't even like you over yourself. And that is going to literally deplete you. And I was like, she's so right. Like I have to choose me. I have to choose my daughter. I have to choose what's best for me and my future family. And what that looked like was essentially walking away and choosing to just downsize everything. (laughs) Um, And that sounds like it's a signed, sealed and delivered, you know, done situation, but it's not, I'm still in the middle of it. I'm still technically responsible for my space until some new tenant comes and takes over the lease. Um, If I don't find anyone that, you know, lease is entirely up to me until August, 2023. So that burden is still something I carry every single day. Um, but to choose and have declaration is so, so important. And it will shift life, energy, and transmute so much for you if you just make the decision. Um, and it was lingering over me for so long. And I was finally just like, okay, I choose me. I choose this like suite. We're going to move, we're going to downsize and we're going to pivot and just making that decision alone. I've already moved out of my bigger space. You know, I've been in my smaller space since the week of Christmas now. Um, so what, like almost like a full month and that alone has taken such a weight off of my shoulders. The burden is lifted slightly and it's like the fog is lifting and I, I have a little bit more, more clarity in my brain. I have more capacity in my heart and just like direction to move you know what I mean because I was just stuck I was in quicksand and I was sinking down 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 (laughs) yeah I feel like um that was definitely like I was like let's brainstorm anything we can do like I we all were like you were Ian was we're like what the fuck can we put in this space like what are we doing none of us wanted to let it go like none of like even you to the end of it you're like wait you're we're doing what like yeah, I'm like, I felt very invested. Like, yeah, yeah. she's like, like, no, no, no. 
you know, we had this huge talk about how like men fail in business all the time and no one makes it mean anything about them or like how good they are at business. And it just feels different for us as women. Like it feels like our reputation and like our like business, like what it means about us in business, like hangs on like every decision. Um, so we, you know, my grandpa is an entrepreneur, and he he had a bank fail, like, <laughs> like and that didn't mean that he can't make money in business because he's there's a successful business that's gone on for over twenty years after he died. So it's like. It really doesn't mean anything about who you are as a business owner, but for some reason, it feels like it does. It feels like it does, for sure. And that was also like a part of what I think brought like Ian and I so much closer is, you know, he was there throughout the entire process. Like that salon wouldn't have opened without him, first of all, and it wouldn't have stayed afloat without his mental, emotional support, but also financially, like he was a silent partner for the entirety that that brick and mortar was open. Um, So when I finally made the decision and it was such a beautiful thing, you know, he, you know, was there for me every step of the way, giving his advice. And when it came down to it, he was like, Maul, I think you need to sit down with our financial advisor and just like lay out all the points and just get a really unbiased opinion because he was like, I'm too close. And I was like, I don't know why I'm getting emotional. <laughs> um, he was like, you know, this this feels like a loss for me too. And it was like so cool to like be in relationship with someone who like also saw my dream as like his dream. Um, and it was cool. Just like a couple weeks ago, he was here and I had like one last event that I had in that space. And he helped me like get the space cleaned up and like ready for it. And then we were both just standing there. He was getting ready to leave and like head back home to Detroit. And I was like standing there crying. He like kind of had a moment with me in there too. And we both just kind of looked around, like said our goodbyes. And it was just like, wow, like we did that together. And it was never something like we went into being like, hey, you want to like open a salon together? Life and circumstances and like the way that everything unfolded just kind of prompted it. Um, But it was really, really cool to, like we were saying earlier, have that relationship be so solid and firm throughout the entire process that, I mean, he ended up being a partner in that, you know what I mean? So it was just like a really cool experience to go through together and just like come out the other side. And it's so like cute. Like, you know, you're like, it doesn't mean anything about you. Like, you know, it's so different. It is so sexist. It's like men never have that stigma, but we do as women. And I was really scared about that when I was making that decision. I was like, oh my God, like, I'm, I'm a pretty, you know, public figure in this city and like, especially in the beauty industry part of Columbus, like everybody knows my name, everybody knew Salon Echo. And I was terrified to look, be looked at as a failure. And he was like, Molly, nothing is changing about your business except the square footage. And I don't know what about that sentence, like struck a chord with me where I was like, fuck, he's right. Like literally, like I still have a team. I I still have an LLC. Like, you know what I mean? Like literally nothing changed except for the square footage of my business. And I have all your clients. Like you still, like the amount of money you're making is the same. Just like the amount of your bills. My margin is small. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah. So that, that piece of, you know, little wisdom that he said one day really, really stuck with me. And I, it kind of just like helps me to be like, okay, I can let go, you know? Yeah. I'm really glad. Like I, you know, cause sometimes you need that like masculine logic and yes. like yes. to the root. And he was so like black and white about the entire process. You know, even when we were experiencing everything with the girls, you know, he was very close to them and went above and beyond for them multiple times. And we don't have to get into all that because I don't like to ruin people's reputations, but he did a lot for them. And I, you know, watched him watch me crumble because of the way I was being treated. Um, and there were multiple times where he was like, I just want to fucking call them. And I just want to step in and like, say this, he goes, but I'm really scared that it's going to have backlash on you. And he said, so I feel like I just need to stay out of it. But it was like, you know, even through all of that, he was such a logic person. You know, I would be like, well, they're saying I did this, this, and this. He goes, but you fucking did it. Like, he was like, look at the contract. Like, did you do that, that, and that? And I was like, yes. He goes, okay, they have nothing to say. And I was like, okay. And it was, it was so nice to have that like masculine fucking, he's like a neuroscience undergrad logic. Like, you know what I mean? To just like really bring me back to earth and like ground my ass. (laughs) Yeah. And like, sometimes it's like your friends can tell you so much, but you need that like daddy energy yeah no it's really okay like yeah it's just Mm -hmm. different hearing it from a man sometimes and I know like some like you get it but like some of my other friends don't always like understand what's different about like hearing things from a man or like having that like support and it's his like there's something about men that like makes us feel different in our bodies so Mm -hmm. um okay uh what do you wish that you could do differently like no regrets right but you know there's all these things that we like look back on and think if I could have done that differently I probably would have I would have never opened that brick and mortar I think that I that is not what I thought you were going to like right before I said it I was like she's not gonna like expect this answer (laughs) dang okay yeah so I will I think that so I opened a salon back literally in the middle of my divorce I was going into partnership with friends at the time opening a brick and mortar back in like 2017 in the middle of finding out my husband was having an affair, like an ongoing affair. Um, And it was really, really an emotional time for me. And I opened the salon, we ended up splitting up. um, And that whole year was really hard for me. I've talked about it a lot of times in this podcast. So if you're an OG, you know, but if you're new here, in summary, I really turned to drinking a lot when my daughter was with her dad because I wasn't used to being away from her. I wasn't used to being a single mom. So I spent a lot of that summer turning into like a different version of myself that I didn't love, um, which ended up leading me down a really dark mental health journey. And at the end of that year in 2017, it just was no longer safe for me to stay at that salon 
because of who I was turning myself into. Um, so I ended up walking away from that salon and I felt like the biggest failure. Um, I like, I, I basically made them like dissolve the name and everything. And just literally like that salon quote unquote died right in my life. And I went back to a suite with my assistant this time and rebuilt my career, my clientele, like hardly any of my clients followed me. It was like in a suburb of Canal Winchester and small towns are small towns. And when they talk, they talk and they just all stayed there, which, you know, hindsight's 2020, it's fine. It was not the clientele that I really was like growing into. Right. So I went on a really big self journey and rebuilt my salon career. And I think that brick and mortar, you know, for me, the second one was like built from ego. It was built from that girl's dream of wanting that first salon to succeed and proving herself to the world and to those girls and, you know, my old partners and to my ex-husband and just like, I feel like I had to prove my worth. Um, so I think that the entirety of Salon Echo was built on ego. Um, We're taking it all the way back to the loft, mm -hmm. like your first one. Mm -hmm. What would you have done? I'm like, no, no, not my loft. I mean like this brick and mortar. Okay. Like, yeah. like on high street, mm -hmm. like on high street, the one I opened in 2020. No, I feel like that having a brick and mortar in the industry is like the, the top tier of quote unquote success, right? It's like, if you are a salon owner, you have a brick and mortar, you've made it. And, you know, we all have lived this like lie that like sweet owners aren't as successful or as important or whatever. And I think I was just always chasing that title and like that mentality and like that, I don't know. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, it's like, like, like how Russ says, <laughs> if you have to choose one, the fame or the money, pick the money. And I feel like it's kind of like the same thing here. Like yeah. you are kind of looking for that, like Molly, the salon owner on High Street, instead of just like, I live the life of my dreams here in this suite. And this is exactly what I want. Yeah. Not, you know, like you're kind of looking for that, like, yeah, hundred percent picture of yourself not really like what you act the life you actually want actually wanted it was like the lifestyle and it was like you know I think it was in the fall Sonia my friend had asked me she was like when was like the happiest time for you in your career and I was like when I was in my loft with my old assistant and I had two stylists so there was three of them and me and I was like and we had a double suite and it was really intimate and that's when I was making the most money and mentoring the most, you know, effectively. And I could show up as myself, but I had like the best work-life balance that yeah. I've ever had. And when I opened that brick and mortar in 2020, I lost all of that. It, it consumed yeah. me. Um, it, I got in way over my head, financially, yeah. emotionally, you know, just mentally, everything was just too much for one person to handle. And the reason it was just me is because I was never going to have partners again. Like I was not doing that. I wasn't going down that road again. You know what I mean? And it was just another peg on my thing where I had to prove myself. So for me, in short, I wouldn't have opened a brick and mortar. Um, but having opened it, if you know, going back through everything that happened over last summer, if I could have done one thing differently, I would have cut my fucking mouth shut and I would have 
just like kept my life way more private from my, from the girls. Yeah. 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 You know? And I, I think that that is like really where I, I went wrong. Yeah. I think like, I think like, unfortunately you learned that lesson a few times. Like, I don't think we're going to go into it, but like the email, you know, there was like a lot of like indicators that like boundaries needed to be cleaned up and I think it like came to a big head. So, well, live and learn. Like how else were you supposed to learn that lesson? You know? And sometimes it's like, it's kind of like our kids, you know, like, even if we tell them, like, this is what's going to happen. If you do this, they have to like do it. Like the other day, I can't remember what we're, oh, I think it was, um, something silly. Like we were picking out like a juice for the house. And I was telling Lila, you're not going to like that flavor. And she was like, no, I want that one. And I like read her what was in it. And she was like, I don't care. I want it. And we get home and I pour her some and she's like, ew, this is disgusting. And I'm like, well, you know, like I said, (laughs) like, mom, why didn't you make me get the other one? And I said, Lila, do you know how hard it is to make you do something? (laughs) Right. Like, you know, I was like, I'm, we're going to remember this and I'm going to tell you next time. Remember the juice? Yeah. Remember when you said, mom, why didn't you make me? And it's like, that's kind of like with us, like somebody could have told you like, keep your boundaries, do it this way. And you'd have been like, no, I'm doing it different. We're all equals here. (laughs) Oh my God. My mom did all the time. My mom was like, Molly, stop getting hammered with them. I was like, mom, it's fine. They're my friends. (laughs) She was like, I just don't think it's smart. And I was like, well, she's not wrong. Well, and like the other thing is like, they were like 10 years younger than you. Yeah, no, for sure. One hundo. Mm-hmm. So that is something we talked about of like, maybe you need more mature people to come in and rent from you rather than like a bunch of like young girls <laughs> who need like heavy mentorship to become what you are, you know? Yeah. Um, so I do think that that played a difference in like, not only how they showed up at work, but just like who they were outside of that. And then, you know, yeah. when you guys spent time together, a lot of it was like drinking and partying and stuff. So, and you don't even go out like that. I know. Anymore. I don't. Mm-mm. It's so different. Well, and what's funny is like with my first salon, I like up until my divorce, I could maybe count on my hand the amount of times I've been drunk in my life. Yeah. And that whole summer afterwards, if Hattie was with Levi, I was just drunk. Yeah. And that was just like my vice and my numbing source just to like survive. Right. And then I, you know, kind of fell into that lifestyle and I was like, well, kind of acting like my alcoholic father. I should probably chill it out. And, you know, it was like a wake up call. And then it's so true. It's just like, what's the quote? Like you are like the most five people you hang out with or whatever it is. Um, and it's, it's so true. Like when I'm in, I, I'm, I'm more really well in environment. So it's like, if we're drinking, we're drinking. If we're not, we're not like, I'm, I don't have to drink, you know what I mean? Um, but it, it is it very interesting, like with just how my circle has evolved this summer. And it's like, I, I don't get hammered like that every Tuesday night. Um, and it's like, when I do go out, 
the, it's, it's just so funny. Like when your circle changes, your environment changes and like, it, it is so drastic. It's funny. Like, cause you went out with us and you were very aware of things. And just to see now when it's like, when I do go out, I have like a VIP table with like the top people that work at that place and have unlimited bottles that I'll take a cup of. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just you such a different. You also go out with CEOs, right? And I, I do. I have to work the next day. Yeah. I'm gonna show up professionally, not yeah. like. Yeah. I mean, and I don't really drink like that anymore. I drink like like in high school. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like by the time I was 21, I could hardly take a shot because I was just like so yeah. over it. Um, but I felt like when we went out, I like was kind of like dang like how do you guys do this on the regular like we had to cancel plans the next day <laughs> like you yeah. and I were like uh, like after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. also we're like 10 years older it takes us like a week to recover yeah like you know what I mean like it, yeah it's, it's so funny and it's like you know so I have so much perspective now yeah. <laughs> which I I really appreciate because I wouldn't have had had I not experienced every single fucking thing <laughs> live and learn I know I feel it I've been looking back on my life like dang like it's almost like I feel like I haven't done enough mm-hmm. like but then I look back and I'm like all of the things that I've been through were like very hard earned lessons yeah. that kind of feels like the build-up like it's sure. still leading up to like the big things yeah um, and I think like that's okay and I think like before we used to kind of act like thirties was like that we're starting like the downhill almost, but it's like the opposite. I feel like, like you could, especially with Gary V out here telling us like, you're never too old to start. Like he's like 40 young, like you can start a business at 40. And like, that was not the narrative before. So I think we were just talking about that like yesterday, weren't we? Or I was like, oh my God, like, I can't believe I'm going to be 35 this year. Like that used to sound so old to me, but now I'm like, oh my God, I'm only 35. Like, <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, no, I feel you. Especially because like, I remember turning 30 and being like, dang, like, this is a weird feeling. And then yeah. now I'm like 35, oh, I'm going to be 34, but like right. 34, 35, it just I don't know. It's like that Saturn return, like (laughs) all that stuff. And it's like, I really am starting to feel mature. And I look, you and I, we look better than like 10 times better than I did in high school. Yeah. Same. Like I, I like look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, this is who I've become in my thirties. Like I thought that I was going to be like washed up. Like I thought I thought I'll have all these wrinkles. They, They told me these tattoos would be gross. Like you know what I mean? Like it's, I'm thriving. I just did a hair flip because you can't see. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, we we're like wrapping it up. Uh, we got two more questions. So, um, do you remember your word for 2022? Like that you set as the intention and then what word would you use to describe 2022 looking back? Um, my word was consistency fun (laughs) (laughs) I mean the only thing that was consistent was like 
Ian. Like, I don't. <laughs> no, we talked about this on Venus Rich. And like, I just have to say, I made this yeah. Facebook post recently. And I was like, I think that what I realized is my word for the year. I thought it my year was going to be filled with that thing. But it actually shows me all of the places that I'm not doing <laughs> that thing. <laughs> you thought you were going to be like consistent AF. And really, you were like, wow, look at all these places I need to have more consistency. So I think that was part of it. But mm-hmm. also like, girl, you got in that gym yeah. and you ate well and you yeah. did your water. Well, I don't know about water, but you did really good on like your health stuff and like yeah. a lot of your personal routines, like your morning routine, your night routine, like yeah. you were consistent in a lot of ways that you didn't, you didn't, see it as that's what it was going to be when you set the intention I think yeah no I think you're so right because I definitely look like a completely different person and I think that it is just like I was saying in the beginning of the episode where just you know nothing changes if nothing changes and I just decided that I was going to make little changes here and there just like bite-sized you know little habit stacking moments um you know whether it be the gym or choosing to eat way better um you know, like you said, you and I have made like some conscious decisions with like our coffee intake and just like watching what we're intaking better um, and stuff like that. And then I ended up starting like a weight loss shot. So like, there was just like a lot of things that I did. I did do consistently. So thank you. to describe it? Yeah. Um, dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, 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 no. That's me being like, petty um hmm. enlightening Ooh, I like that one yeah I was very enlightened last year humbled <laughs> you know in a good way yeah yeah in a really good way mm-hmm. and I think it's kind of like something that you and I have talked about a lot where like our business goals were coming from this place of like fantasy before and I think you're just like really grounded now like you're like okay I see like the steps that I need to take I'm not just gonna like skip all these steps and think it's gonna work you know yeah no absolutely okay love it love to see it um okay last question how does 2023 look different based on last year's experience lol um like night and day yeah I I feel like you have seen it kind of evolving because you get all of the behind the scenes tea every single day with every (laughs) bitch text message um (laughs) you know when you get bro (laughs) yeah yeah I say bro a lot I'm a bro girl um when you know when you get a text from your best friend that's like bitch you know it's something going down yeah Um, Kayla just could probably have thousands of those from me last year. Um, no, it's, it's very different. And I think in the last month I have really just been like asking myself, like, okay, you know, you're choosing you for the first time in your career. What do you want? <laughs> and it was a lot of, I don't knows a lot of, well, I should, or, well, if I could, I would. Um, but it was just like, this inner voice that has been resounding and it's just like but what does molly want what what does molly want um you know i think of that like notebook moment it's like what do you want like where noah's like shaking her right um 
and I honestly, like in the last week, week and a half, I don't even know if I want to do hair. And that's like been a long time coming as you know, but I don't think that the public is really ready for that. Yeah. Molly said this when I met her in, in like 2019, 18. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we could probably pull the audio clip. <laughs> I have it. Yep. Um, so I think that I have really been in denial for what, four, five, five years? Yeah. Um, of like what my calling is. And I think I'm finally ready to just step into that. My mom and I were texting yesterday and I was like, yeah, I, th I think I'm done with the beauty industry for a little while. And she was like, well, 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 what does that mean? <laughs> and I said, you know, my salon's not going there anywhere. Like I'm still gonna hop in, do my VIP clients, you know, a day or two a month and I'll mentor those girls um, and just kind of run the business. I'm not gonna be in it so much. And she was like, okay, I love how that sounds. And she's like, well, what do you, what do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> like we were just saying, 30 is the new 20 guys. And um, seriously, so true. I think right? we needed like the twenties to like, not only like awaken, but like start healing from all of the first 20 years. Yeah. You had to like fuck around and find out a little bit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and um so I, I literally, I think in my text, I was looking back before we started this and she's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I said, I want to write books. I want to host retreats and I want to speak on stages and I want to coach women. Mm -hmm. And she was like, okay, so Louise Hay. And I, I was raised by my mom who's very hippie and she raised me on, you know, all of the noteworthy, like Louise Hay, Wayne Dyer, Deepak Chopra, like I've really been in this like spiritual quote unquote world since I was probably a freshman in high school. And my mom and I, you know, running jokes. So it's funny, we talked about this, um, was always Louise Hay. If you don't hear who that is, she's like a very prominent author. She started an entire publishing house and probably any spiritual book you have on your shelf that is like a pretty popular one is written by a Hay House publication. Um, and my mom and I's running joke is always like, well, hey, Louise Hay started when she was 60. Like, I got 30 more years to fuck around and find out. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so she was like, okay, so now what? And I was like, I don't know. I, that's, that's kind of where I am right now. It's like that now what? Um, I was telling you last night, I fucked around for 15 minutes on Indeed and made a resume um, and applied to like four social media marketing jobs, you know, within the last 12 hours. Um, I had one interview this morning. I think for me, it's just about stepping away from what has been consuming my world for almost 15, 20 years um, and just trying different things on and seeing what it feels like and what what I have capacity for, you know what I mean? Um, and then another really big change is I'm fucking moving to Michigan, which is crazy. Wow. Um, yeah. At the beginning of last year, that was like not the plan. <laughs> no, if you would have asked me this time last year, oh, are you gonna like move up to Michigan and live with Ian while he's in residency? I would have said no before you finished your sentence. Like. It was a, it was an easy no for me. But um, you wanted to travel a lot. I did. I wanted, I wanted to travel. To not be behind the chair, but you yeah. wanted yeah. to like move to Michigan. No, I was never planning to postal change my address. Um, and 
you know, I think that everything does happen for a reason. Uh, and the, you know, entire dissolving of that brick and mortar had everything to do with where I'm supposed to be, um, which I think is in Michigan with Ian. And it's going to be a really big change. I, I lived outside of Columbus. It was like an hour south when I went to Hawking College, like before hair school for a year. And that was the only time I ever had lived outside of Columbus my entire life. And it's, I'm crossing state lines. Like it's, it's kind of scary. It's exciting, scary, but it's really scary to pick up and leave. And like my business quote unquote is still here, but that's another reason why I want to find something that's more remote and conducive with my schedule. And just like the, the best possible time to just dive all in on coaching and just like take myself seriously and do the thing I've been wanting to do for so long. And I've been doing it on the side, but I have been living in that like imposter syndrome where it's like, oh, who am I? Like, you know what I mean? Um, and like, like, it's so crazy how that happens to us with the imposter syndrome, because it's like from the outside, I'm like, how the fuck do you have imposter syndrome, Molly? Like, you, <laughs> like you've done so much that like, <laughs> other people look at you like wow if I only had like half of that like courage or audacity or like business sense and then like you're like how could I like teach people when I am me and it's like no that's exactly why you like why you have to yeah um yeah no that's like that's gonna be really different all of those things are different so how my life is gonna look different from 2023 um I'm going from you know, owning a brick and mortar salon with a team of like 10 stylists and me doing hair basically full time and coaching as like a little side piece to living in Columbus by myself with my daughter to doing hair as a side piece and diving into something else full time, living in Michigan with my boyfriend and my daughter. Like, it's wild. And th this has not been like an easy road to get to. <laughs> Her cat is going insane right now. Um, it was, it was a freaking process. So during the entire, you know, summer of everything that was happening, like throughout the whole rest of the year, I behind the scenes have been working diligently and having really fucking uncomfortable conversations with my ex-husband when it comes to co-parenting for him to be able to allow Hattie to move across state lines. Cause that could have been a whole other battle where I might've had to, you know, end up in court and custody and things like that regarding our disillusion. So it's been exhausting. And I feel like I'm finally coming up out of, like I said earlier, like all of the brain fog where I can kind of see again, but I was on the phone with Sonia earlier. She and I haven't talked since I like left for Cleveland last week. And she was like texting me yesterday. She's like, call me. I want to update like your home. And I like just ignored her. And then like today she was like, listen, bitch, I, cause her other best friend is also a Libra. She's like, I've been doing this Libra thing for years. I know y'all just hide and hibernate and like build a bunch of new businesses when you're in the thick of it. Like just put your shit on pause and call me. <laughs> and so she made me like talk about my feelings this morning. And I was telling her, I think now I'm like finally through everything. And you and I talked about this at the beginning of the year, because I had like an insane breakdown on New Year's Day. And I was like, I think I can finally feel all of the trauma that I experienced last year. You know, everything, business, personal, everything. 
I, I finally am feeling it all because I was so numb and just like almost paralyzed by everything that was happening, you know, or to me and around me that I couldn't, I couldn't really see everything fully. Like you and I even had a conversation a week ago where I was like, oh my God, like this happened. So like, that's why. And she was like, bitch, you just realized that like, that's why everything happened. And I was like, yeah. She was like, wow, trauma. I was like, yeah, it really does blind you. <laughs> but yeah, I because you were just so in the feelings of it. And like, I can't believe this is happening. And like, it's hurtful. And like, what am I going to do that? Yeah. Like you couldn't like map out like the like chain of events, you no, know, like at all. So I don't know. I think I'm just finally like, can take like the biggest fucking deep breath that I probably can in the last like 12 to 18 months um, and just figure out like what's next. And as scary as it is both per like professionally and personally, it's also exciting. Like it was fun last night, fucking around, looking at like job listings, um, kind of re I read my website this morning. I'm revamping my subscription that I have on Instagram for my community. That's like $10 a month. I like read, I'm in the process of redoing all that today. And then it's also fun, like looking at houses with Ian and like sending each other links to places that we could like potentially be renting at. And then like laying in bed at night, showing Hattie, the ones we found and like, you know what I mean? Like just stuff like that. Like it's, there's just, I feel so much joy again. And I haven't felt that in a long time. <laughs> yeah. Like it gets to be good. And like, yeah. I mean, you were just talking about this yesterday, I think like where we were saying, like, we kind of like have this vision and then it starts happening and we're like oh wait like it actually gets to happen like yeah. we're not just, like dreaming about it anymore so yeah no it's crazy and it's like it's wild it, it's like you know manifestation ha 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 no it's real and I still can't even fathom like I made a vision board like the week in between Christmas and New Year's and I think I sent you a picture of one of them, but I did like a stupid content photo shoot. I like took pictures of myself on a parking lot. I was like talking to Kayla during half of it. And I got home and I like saw my vision board and I was like, holy shit, I'm like in the outfit that the girl in my vision board was wearing. And I didn't even like do it on purpose. No, and like, yeah. so that was like a random thing that like manifested. And then I had put, um, obviously moving to Michigan on there and I remember I was like literally at my new salon one day and two of the girls were there with me and I just started freaking the fuck out. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And I start sobbing. I like collapsed to the floor and they're probably sitting there like, holy shit, like what happened? Like her whole life's just gone into flames. And I was like, no, these are happy tears, I promise. And they're like, okay, what? And I was like, my ex-husband like literally just like basically gave us permission to move. And he was like, so supportive of like Hattie's decision. And I was like, I, I literally just got everything that I wanted. And they're like, oh my God, you know, whatever. So like, that was like the second thing to manifest off my vision board. And then this one's dumb, but hey, I put like front row, like front row where I don't go on my vision board. And Sonia and I went to a concert like a week ago, two weeks ago, and we were like front row. And it's just like so funny how like, if you really do declare whatever it is you want, and then you just have pure seen vision of that thing, and you just act as if, and you just go through life, and you just go through your daily routine, and you almost just detach and forget about it, it will just fucking hit you in the face, like, bam, here you go, here you go, because it was like, what, it, like, we're only three weeks into January, and I already have, like, three things, two are silly small things, one's really fucking big, like, 
I'm moving to Michigan. Like, you know, but it's really not silly small because it's like (laughs) part of like the overall vision and like everything that like comes in that's part of the overall vision is like one step closer to like the big for sure it's just like those like that validation or like the confirmation right that you're like on the right path like you're doing the thing just like keep going in motion and like you're gonna get wherever it is you want to go you know, yeah, it, it, like I'm imagining, you know, when you do a puzzle and you get all the like corner pieces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. It's like, like, that. like the, the outline is mm-hmm. like starting to form. So, yeah, I love that. No, I love that. It's so true. Oh, well, this felt good. Yeah. This thanks for having felt, me. This felt freeing. Thanks for facilitating. <laughs> <laughs> um, it feels good to be back. I am, I'm here, Libra gang, hitting 2023 off. There's going to be lots of changes. I'm really excited. Um, Her Mind Matters is bringing on a few new podcasts. Kayla's going to have a couple. Um, my salon girls, they're, they created their own podcast called Lips Unsealed. So there's going to be lots more content coming your way. Um, so definitely be sure to follow at Her Mind Matters Media on Instagram, and you can click all the tags in that handle for all the other podcasts. And we're going to jump off here and go record for Venus Rich. So like I said, go binge that after this. Bye, guys. Bye.